Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca-Cola, All Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. The Cassidy Podcast. Talk about the best and the worst on the box. It's taken a long time to come round, but it's Tuesday and I am Luke, the editor of the thecustardtv.blogspot.com and uh, I'm giving hosting duties over to this man. It's me! Yes, hello, my name is Gary. You can find me on Twitter at The Gary Show uh, and I'm here courtesy of vulturehound.com. Um, Luke, give us your Twitter address. Let the world know how they can get in contact with you this evening. Well, I, I will let the world know. It would appear oh, okay. that 335 other members of the world are already aware. But for right, anybody okay. that that doesn't cover, uh, it's at Luke Custard TV, and you can get in touch with us throughout the podcast on Skype, and Gary has the info for that. Indeed. Uh, you can contact us on Skype, add Custard TV Live, or one word, to your Skype contacts, and you can Skype in during the show. Uh, and by that, I mean the next 45 minutes, where we'll be talking about the following. We'll be talking a little bit about the recent Louis Theroux documentary that was on at the weekend. We'll talk a bit about the football, some new upcoming television on the BBC over the next few weeks, uh, and we'll also be asking you two questions on Twitter. That's right, two. More than one. Uh, the first of which is, what else do you do whilst watching television? Um, now, when I originally put this out there, I originally thought, oh gosh, that might seem a little bit, a little bit rude, a bit blue, but it wasn't intended that way. It what was meant to do the art. Twitter followers well, think. <laughs> well, I was. I don't know. I don't know. You're making I don't assumptions know our followers. about our Twitter followers. I don't know them all personally. They're all gutter-minded uh, fools. <laughs> Do they do the ironing? I'm going to try and drag this back to a topic. Uh, okay. Do they do do they do the ironing whilst you're watching television? Do you tweet whilst watching the television, or do you focus your mind and your eyes firmly on the on the box and can do nothing? So tweet us at either at the Gary Show or what Luke's address was, which is at Luke Custard TV. Absolutely love to hear from you today. I really should I, write I t- that down. I tell you what else. What's exciting for me this week that's happened. Uh, since the last time we talked, and it's not yeah. TV related, so technically I should have saved this for the moments we were talking before that. But oh, I okay, got a yeah. tweet uh, this week from Singist Gabrielle. Oh, her with the eye patch. She didn't have the eye patch. This is what we were tweeting about the eye patch. I made a joke about it going into rehab. She said it just went into early retirement. Uh, but it's it's just proof, as she said in 1993, that dreams can come oh, true. Luke, if I could just stop you there, if oh. I could just stop you there, could you play the noise, please? Goal! Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no, it's been disallowed. Don't play the noise. Oh, oh it was. Play the noise. 
No, disallow me to disallow playing the noise. The ref, the uh, linesman, didn't put his flag up until very late. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, whilst we're recording this, uh, and this show is going live, Poland are playing Russia in the European Championships. We'll talk a little football later. And there was nearly a goal. And we will be providing goal updates for those of you that have got your ears tuned to this whilst watching the football, uh, which goes back to our thing about what do you do whilst watching the television. Da, 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 da. Uh, the other one that we've put out there this week that we would like your commentary on is... What else are you going to watch if you're not into football? Are there other shows that you've particularly got your eye on? We'll talk about some that we have later on. Or are you going to be dipping into that DVD collection and going back and watching those shows that you thought that'll be good for a rainy day or a football tournament that I've got no interest in? Um, Can I Luke, ask is there a any... favour as well? Can I ask of a course, yeah. favour? Could you finish every sentence you do with... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, I love, I love uh, you. That's do... a little pick-up from the Will I Am years, because he would go da 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 da, yeah. and he'd do the hand movement as well. So I just like the way you went, and uh, we we'll look into that da 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 da. Just finish was... every sentence when you do that, please. It's uh, actually more code. <laughs> okay, I've got tons of DVDs, mountains of them, um, and it's more about what you want to watch. Do you want to watch something that feels familiar, or do you want to watch something you haven't seen for a while? Because there's obviously yeah. a reason you bought it. Um, and to be honest, I always tend to go for the familiarity. I don't know why. I think that's something in in our TV viewing habits that we want to see something we sort of know. Which is funny because people are mad about spoilers, aren't they? On yeah, and there and there are some shows. I mean, shows like Lost and Twenty Four, which which kind of live on spoilers, don't they? I mean, once you know what's happened in that episode, people might not want to watch it. So you'd think that shows like that wouldn't continue to do well in DVD sales, but I believe that you know if you, there's quite a market on eBay and quite a market on Amazon and things like that for picking up those DVDs and watching them. So yeah, I know what you mean. I, I always go back to the West Wing um, as a big West Wing fan. Whenever I get ill, I always tend to stick on a West Wing episode and then end up watching a whole series or three. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't really know why. As you said, it is. We talked about this in another show, sort of comfort watching, as well. But the thing is, I mean, it's say, for example, let, let's take Silk, for example. If yeah. you want to watch Silk on, on a... People would be quite annoyed if they played six episodes of Silk in a row, wouldn't they? Yeah. But you're quite yeah, happy but... to watch it on DVD like that and have the choice of, let's carry on. It's, it's a but funny I... phenomenon that's there... happening more and more. And, and I think with the, with the, the, the ability to get uh, DVDs on iTunes or to get them streamed to your television via things like Love Film or um, what's the other one that's out at the moment that's in competition to Love Netflix. Film? Net, Netflix, yes. I think more and more people are accessing DVD box sets like that and watching three to four to five episodes. Uh, there, there's someone on my Facebook page who kind of lists whatever they watch uh, and, and you can see them watching three or four episodes of something in a row one evening. So... Yeah, there's definitely definitely more of a of a of a, of a trend uh, for television in doing that. Da, 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 da. Do you often think that, like for example, Silk last week, were, were you keen to watch the next one, or will will a week be enough for you? Because I always think a week, so, as much as I enjoy something, um, it's also nice to look forward to it the following week. Yeah, I think I think Silk would be strange to watch, and also because it's quite it's quite heavy going, it's quite intense watching. Um, and I've said this about some of the Danish and Swedish dramas that I like, one episode is normally enough because you have to concentrate so much like you do with Silk and therefore I think you very much want the next one to come in a week's time or at least, you know, a couple of days, if anything. So, I, I, think, that, I, think, I think that... I, 
it's an interesting it's a growing area we'd love to know what you think uh so join us on skype uh, add the cuts to tv live to your skype contacts if you've got uh, some thoughts and feelings or contacts on twitter we've given out our twitter names ad infinitum and we'll do continue to do so ad infinitum <laughs> Do you know what, as well, we are so down with the kids, because we're finally on we iTunes as well. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot mentioning that. Yes, you can now, if you miss this show, and let's face it, part of me would look down on you if you did. Um, I would think less of you if you missed this show, <coughs> Denise. Um, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Uh, by the way, we should mention that the, the, the token lady of the show is away this week. So, uh, hello, Denise. Hello, bye. Uh, yes, you, you can search Custard TV Live on iTunes and you can actually download us and leave us a nice five-star review and say nice things about us and tell your friends. We'll, we'll or, 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 or just five pounds uh, would be fine. great. Any contribution towards our fund would be mostly well done. Uh, if you don't want to see us locked up, then please use that. And that's a nice segue there, Luke. To talking about a new television program on you Channel know, 4. No, it was so seamless, I didn't see it. <laughs> if I didn't have Please. the itinerary in front of me, I wouldn't have seen that coming. You never would have known that coming. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, him of the sweary mouth and blonde hair um, and broken ligaments after the football match recently, uh, is uh, never one to shy away from a battle in the kitchen and is now taking his, his match, his metal. To, uh, to a Channel 4 documentary called Behind Bars. Uh, the celebrity chef is going to challenge Britain's prisoners to put something back into the system. Um, I believe they already do. It's called Salmonella. <laughs> Salmonella, yeah. Uh, so Ramsey <laughs> is apparently going to spend, or has already spent weeks filming in Her Majesty's yes, Prison of Brixton. Yes, he's already been there. And, and set up Bad Boys Bakery. Now, I believe, isn't Gordon a, a reformed convict himself? Or am I thinking of Johnny Vaughan? I believe he is. No, I don't. I don't want to go into that territory. I believe you're okay. right. But I, I Alle- wanna... allegedly. No one on I'll... iTunes. I don't want to start <laughs> slandering people. Anyway, so um, Gordon's going to do all of that. What do you think about a show like that? Do you think this is the last? Is this scraping the bottom of the barrel? Well, figurative speaking. Um, I think. It, I mean, it's fascinating that that it would be allowed for a start. Yeah. Um, there was a program on BBC One, a documentary last year called The Prison Restaurant. Which was yes, that's true. The, yes, I do same, remember that. The same sort of idea. But the thing is, is there anything that Gordon Ramsay... I mean, I like Gordon Ramsay in his own environment, but is there anything he won't turn his hand to? It is that. I mean, I suppose it's better than the hairy bikers, but only just. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> can't really imagine, I can't imagine them in prison lasting too long. Um, no. Soap would be dropped. But the thing <coughs> is, but the thing is, I just, of course, I'm going to watch it because it's it's that fascination thing again. It's mm. that, it's it's how is it going to be? I sort of can not to stereotype, but I can sort of visualise the the people that he's going to encounter. I can also yeah. predict that there will be some epiphany halfway through where they're really sort of down on their luck and miserable devils and then by the end they're sort of wowed by the ability to do a souffle so I just I wonder whether this is really the direction yeah. that Channel 4 should be going in but I'm sure I'll watch it regardless really. It's true that it could end up turning into quite a kind of like a male bonding bit and at the end you know Gordon sort of has a slight tear in the lump in his throat as he has to leave them all behind and walk out into freedom and knowing that you know there are jobs in my kitchens for you lads when you get out you know Luckily I can just imagine I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realise Ray Winston was in the piece but uh, obviously he is um, <laughs> da 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 um, 
so the only thing is this though hasn't this got a little bit more of the touch of the alan partridge in it again well, this i mean is my joke on twitter that's been retweeted over and over that if if Alan predicted monk um, prison cooking in prison in '97, we're about about six months away from monkey tennis, which is we what are. I'm really hoping for. Or um, backpacking for. with um, with Chris Eubank. I'm really looking forward to that. Or wasn't it? Was it youth hosteling with Justin youth Dave? hosteling something, with Chris yeah. Eubank? Something. And then pigeons. Something about pigeons. Me, hundreds of pigeons in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> a partridge <laughs> amongst <laughs> pigeons. What's, what's the show about? I don't know. Just just an idea. Just like my cheese, mother. Indeed. Um, um, we could I go on about want, Partridge I mean, all day. Can... Is Gordon the best choice? Would you have liked to see, I don't know, let's say Jamie Oliver or Heston Blumenthal or Hugh Fernley Whittingstall? There are so many that belong to Channel 4. I, I think Gary Gordon Rose, probably, the... because, again, I'd just like to see him duffed up in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that... Shived in the uh, in the showers. Um... I'm fairly certain this is a one-off piece as well. I don't think it's a, a series. I could be wrong, and I don't want to uh, be quoted. Could... I've got the feeling it's a one-off. Yeah, um... I don't think Gordon's kind of now doing the whole transatlantic thing as well, isn't he? So I don't really feel that he's going to be doing anything permanent in the UK. Uh, any kind of major series, um, Hell's Kitchen and things like that, and, and, and of all Gordon Ranch's kitchen nightmares have kind of gone on hiatus at the moment. So, yeah, a one-off would be good. And hey, maybe, and as you say, if there is some mileage in it, maybe another chef would like to go in and continue the work. I, li- I like that idea of sending them all in. Could you, could you, could you contact Channel 4 on my behalf? Yeah, uh, I will do. Moving- Moving swiftly on, uh, we mentioned that the football is on. Um, we ought to talk a little bit about the television coverage of the football, if not the football itself. I'm assuming, Luke, that you have not watched a single minute of uh, the glorious game so far. Of, of people kicking balls towards nets, <laughs> I have not. I've, I've sad to say, I've actually watched every single minute of the game so far. I don't know if that makes me brilliant or useless. Um, one thing I can say is that whenever I watch the ITV coverage, the sound has to go off and I have to put on the radio because I cannot stand Adrian Childs. I cannot stand Andy Townsend. Um, and the people, I mean, Gareth Southgate, every time I look at Gareth Southgate as an England fan, my, my, my whole body just drops and remembers Euro 96 and his pathetic penalty. So I can't watch that. Um, the BBC coverage hasn't really sparkled as it has done in previous years. Harry Redknapp, rumours going around on Twitter this evening that he's quit Tottenham Hotspur. There you are. Um, this is not a exactly topical TV podcast. Topical we're doing. We, yeah. There's that pulse and there's my finger on it. Um, and, and You've been warned said, about that. Well, yeah, sorry. You'll be joining um, Gordon in prison if you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and therefore the BBC coverage hasn't yet. I mean, you've obviously you've got Alan, pa- Alan Partridge, Alan Hanson. <laughs> Alan Hanson. <laughs> of course, we all remember the day today and Alan Partridge's brilliant World Cup. I tell you what, I would watch, I would watch oh, it. Oh, take that one out. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Maybe Alan Partridge could be on the uh, the team for Euro. Uh, I 20. love the idea of that. Try and sort that out, BBC. But let, let's talk briefly because they got a bashing for their Jubilee coverage. Yeah. Do you think they were worried about the football coverage, or is this something that people will watch regardless? You know, whoever's think- commentating on it, people are going to watch it, aren't they? The true test of the football coverage is when the games are shown on both sides. So when you get to the second round and the quarters, the semis and the finals, the England games and then the semis and the finals are normally traditionally shown on both channels. 
the test will be which channel wins at that point. And normally it's always the BBC, mostly because people don't like the ITV coverage. They don't want the adverts. They don't like them missing the goals as they have done in previous times. And at the moment, they all tune off in their uh, drones whenever they hear the drone of uh, Adrian Childs. So, you know, that will be the true test, the true proof of the pudding. Da, 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 da. That's is my segue now. I'm now using pudding. that as a segue. Uh, yeah, instead of me playing like little jingles or something or wasting money on those, you're just going to then... go da, 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 every five seconds. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think what I don't like about it is how it does mess about with the schedules. But what we're deciding to do is put a positive spin on that and saying yep. you can watch whatever you want in your DVD collection and you can use it as a time to catch up on things that you perhaps have missed that you've not yep. had a chance to watch because everybody else has... I, I actually, um, I'm on annual leave this week, and I'll be digging out Touch uh, this week because there is a second series of the Keith Sutherland Sky One program. Therefore, and it's only about twelve or thirteen episodes, so I'm going to try and watch all of that this week. So that's what. I'll... Excuse me, I do apologise. What's happening that's to what... you? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing the will to carry on. No. Um, <laughs> no, not. You just struggling uh, to talk, which is a real problem when you're doing a live so... podcast. I do have a voice for radio. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a very small break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new shows and something we watched last week. We talked a little bit about Louis Theroux. So we're going to play some adverts. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, point your peepers uh, at the television screen, watch the football, and your ears at these adverts. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Custard TV Live today on the, I think, is it the 12th? Yeah, it's the 12th, isn't it? It's the 12th? 12th of June, not, 2012. Can we please have no, no in-its on this podcast? We're down with the kids, but without the in-its. It's oh. the 12th, isn't next, it? Next, you'll be saying I can't say dope. Come on. Well, you can chisel your nizzle if you need to at some well, point. Well, I'll do that in the privacy of my own time, thank <laughs> you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, in the break, I can confirm that no goals were scored in the football. It's still Poland nil, Russia nil. Uh, joined, as always, by Luke. Um, Luke, we're going to talk a little bit now about some shows coming up. And firstly, you did an interview this week with someone who's involved in a new BBC Three comedy. You interviewed Sharon Horgan for your website and her new show, Dead Boss. Tell us a bit about it, my friend. I can tell you a bit about it. We spoke briefly uh, last week and the interview will be going up on the site tomorrow uh, to coincide with uh, the transmission on Thursday. A lot of, if I put it up too soon, a lot of people will be confused when it's on and the whole mind just boggles. But it's a, oddly, and I hadn't realised this, but it's a nice segue because Sharon's character, Helen Stevens, is stuck in prison with no sign of Gordon Ramsay or a, or a souffle <laughs> chef or anything like that. Um, what else she do? It's also co-written by... Um, by Holly Walsh, who you may have seen as a young blonde oh, yes. comedian um, on... She's done a lot of panels. She often turns up on Charlie Brooker's yep. things or the Buzzcocks and stuff. And to be honest, I watched the first episode. I wasn't blown away. I enjoyed it. But by the second, um, by the time they set everything up, there's a nice murder mystery element because she's, she's put away for killing her boss uh, at a tiling company. Um, over a frenzied bank holiday weekend, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I liked as well. Uh, and of course, she didn't do it. So it's more about what hap- It's about what happens to her inside, and also what happens um, 
on the outside and and finding out who really did commit this crime. It, the, when I asked Sharon herself about the style of humour, she said it is silly, it is daft. Uh, they don't really know where to classify it. They didn't want to make a gentle comedy was something else she said. They didn't want to make it gentle. But it's it's just just silly and funny. And if you if you just let yourself allow yourself to think this is just a bit of fun it's daft mm. it's silly you're going to enjoy it i'm sure it's no laughter track uh, like a lot of sharon's work there's no laughter track there um jennifer saunders who i who you very rarely see in a guest spot is in it after award thing. winning after yes, award winning jennifer saunders we ought to say at this point she's in it throughout the whole thing playing the governor who and she's fantastic. brilliant a lot of well-known faces in there but Sharon, I mean, I love Sharon Horgan in Pulling. It's still one of my favourite comedies, actually, because it was just something that I thought was so out there. And mm. um, Yeah, it was completely it. different, wasn't it? It was completely different to everything else that was on at the time. Dead Boss of... isn't like that. Um, <clears throat> right. And I think that was a conscious decision not to be too, too, too much uh, like Pulling, really. But it's still Sharon Horgan humour. And if you like Pulling, you will like Dead Boss. And you will just just have a good laugh. There's some really funny laugh out loud, daft moments. There's a lot of visual gags and and jokes in there. It, the first episode you might be a little underwhelmed by, but stick with it. And what BBC Three are doing, which they often do with their new sitcoms, and as we spoke earlier about, they're showing episode one and episode two back. To yeah, back. I noticed that. I, I've got the, the Radio Times in front of me. I think I think that's a good decision. I think it'll get people well into the show. Uh, and the, thing, the good thing as well with BBC Three, as we know, it will be repeated, obviously it'll be on the iPlayer for up to seven days. Plenty of opportunity for early adapters to watch it, get the news out there and for others to watch the repeats or, or you know, get ready for the third episode, which I think will be good. There's also harks back to, to Porridge and she mentioned that what it's yeah. about when, when, she's in, when the characters are in prison is the little victories that they have, how something quite small can turn into something quite big because of the environment they're in. So, and what I liked about it as well, not to talk about it too much or give too much away, there's a lot of characters in it, the, the characters in prison and outside, and they've all got their own plots going on. The lawyer's got, her lawyer's got a plot going on, her sister outside sort of takes over her job and takes over her flat. And so there's a lot going on in the space of half an hour, but it's really well done and just silly daft humour. So that would be my tip for this week, actually. Brilliant. So we'll look forward to that. And hopefully uh, one or two or maybe even three of us will report back about that next week. And if you'd like to get involved, you can contact us on Twitter. My Twitter name is at The Gary Show. And you can tell me what you thought of uh, Dead Boss. Or you can tell Luke and his Twitter name is... You should know. I've said it twice. I should. Yeah, I know. Come on. That's the cue. (laughs) It's at Luke Custard TV. And before we move on, Luke, this time for definite, please play the tune. Okay, here we go. Play Goal! Yes, I can now confirm that the goal, the score, the score is one nil to Russia. Uh, no news yet on who scored that goal, uh, and even if they pronounce it, I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to repeat it. But uh, it was a goal from the right hand side, headed in past the goalkeeper, uh, and, and possibly Andrei Arshavin. I oh, know he was the one that, that threw in the free kick. There I you are. That's my footballing point, knowledge. At this point, you're better than ITV at this stage. And uh, even, also, even though I don't know names or I've gone for he headed the goal in Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. 
with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the goalkeeper. I'm still more knowledgeable than Andy Townsend. A um, couple of other new shows, or one more new show that's coming up this week on the BBC. On Sunday, sees the start of David Tennant's new show, True Love. Well, we say David Tennant's new show. He's heavily advertised on the front cover, on the front cover of the Radio Times. Yet, as far as I'm aware, uh, you can confirm this. He's only in the first episode out of six. Is that right? It, it, it is a six-part. No, it's a five-part, five-part drama series. Yeah, Each Sunday to Wednesday. They're all self-contained. And they all feature pretty much different characters. So if you're thinking that this is David Tennant's new drama project, don't get overexcited. David Tennant is in the first episode, and the first episode alone. They've made a lot of reference to the fact that Billy Piper and David Tennant are working together again. It's technically true, but it's not true. They're in the same piece of... They're they're under the same arc, under the same title. but they're not Part- working together. Other people that are in the show, Jane Horrocks is in it, and so is David Morrissey. Yes. Um, and, and, and so there's a lot of name power, but the early previews have not been kind to this programme. And I must admit, I'm a little bit concerned, thinking, why would they go for such a high-rated drama if it was so good during the football? Because well, there's, the there's next week is, is the final group games of the football. Therefore, this is going to interfere with it in some way. Uh- it's a weird thing when you work when you run a website like I do, uh, reviewing mm. television, and you see things before they're broadcast. The idea of that is to to let you write something about it and get it out there, um, so that people know what to expect and they they that you know. But actually, what what happens and True Love is a, is a great example of this is it often works the opposite way because you're watching yeah. it. I think I saw this. It, I, it's on next week, isn't it? And I think I saw it yeah. in early March or at some po- a very long time ago. And I sort of felt like I don't know what I can say about it. It's half an hour. Each episode is half an hour, and for half an hour, there's more dialogue and more plot development in an episode of EastEnders, and that that is true. There's That's a, saying it, something. In this, there's a lot of shots of scenery, a lot of music, a lot of time where the, the characters are thinking about things. And the whole time you're watching it, hopefully, if you're anything like me, you'll be sat there going, please, something happen. And sadly, especially in David Tennant's episode, not a lot does. And I think a lot of David Tennant fans will be happy to have him back on screen, but disappointed with the half hour of TV. And I think... Gary will be able to back me up with his trusty Radio Times. Are they also showing two episodes of this on Sunday as well? Uh, let's just uh, get to the right page. If you could fill for a second uh, while I do that. Da, 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 da. But I think uh, it da, is da, da, wrong da, 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 da. For, for the BBC. To... No. 
they are only showing okay. the one episode. Now they've only got five episodes, so yeah. they're they're only doing the, the 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 five shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they're doing it at ten twenty five after the news, after the football, to give them some credit. But I but half know. an I mean, hour what... for a new drama is not enough time to care about each character and to get something out of it, uh, really. And and true love. If it didn't have stars in it, they wouldn't be talking about it. That's all I'll say. It yeah. wouldn't even come. If David Tennant, Jane Horrocks, Billy Piper, don't take it anything away from it. It's a, it's a great cast. It's full of great names. It's just not well executed. They're all sort of themed around love. Possibly the most interesting story is a is a lesbian story between Billy Piper and one of her students. She plays a teacher. That's an interesting story. But again. Truly, well, she's obviously she's work. worked in the kind of like the, the more. I mean, since leaving Doctor Who, she was in Diary of a Cool Girl, uh, so she's obviously quite used to to sort of being involved in that kind of more risque type storyline. So, uh, be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, I'm getting some inquiries through on Skype, so bear with me as I type and talk at the same time. Oh, uh, we have a potential a new listener. I, I'm I'm not not your normal man. A uh, couple of other quick hits. <laughs> God um, knows something... that's not true. <laughs> that's... <laughs> da, 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 da. If I hadn't talked over that, I would have made that my ringtone. Oh, dear. I'll, I'll do a clean one for you afterwards, <laughs> don't worry. Um, talking about uh, disappointing things, um, the winner of The Voice, Leanne's single, was released at the weekend. Yes, we didn't know either. Um, and so good of the BBC to really get behind it and publicise it. So much so, it got to the heavy heights of number 45. Which, um, even, which I hadn't realised, <laughs> doesn't even, not even the top 40. Had you known no. that, but 45 wasn't the top four. It's, it's just bizarre, and I, I think the only person hurt by this is Leanne herself, because she went yeah. on that show, uh, and she won it. To, you know, People voted for her. She didn't win through any other reason than the public mm. getting behind her and voting her. And then the BBC, or anybody, or any media, just completely neglect to say, you know, that the single's coming out. I know it was rushed out. But it's not something new. I mean, the X Factor it's again, it's always saying that, you know. Yeah, the, the X Factor promote the... T- I mean, like, she could have actually sung the song at the end of The Voice if they'd done it right, you know, and then you could have gone to the clip of, I don't know, Reggie Yates in the pressing factory and go, here's your first single, how do you feel? But there was yeah. none of that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether that's uh, indicative of how much the BBC lost faith in the show and in Leanne herself in the sense that well, really what I found she was annoying, one of the weaker contestants, you know, in that sense. What I found annoying about it was the fact that poor Leanne hadn't even, you know, been spoken to about her win, and there yep. they are talking about applying for Series 2. Well, to be uh, fair, though, they do that on The Apprentice as well. You know, old Lord well, Sugar they, gets on the older if you want to apply. They then, do, you know, but you're not I waiting do... for The Apprentice's new single, are you, really? To be fair, well, no, that's a good point. That's a good although point. Ricky Martin um, could quite easily have one out. <laughs> uh, I was hoping he'd do in a hammer... You know the invention, he'd do a hammer and call it, I bang, I bang. Oh, no. stop. Oh, there's the more comedy gold. There's more comedy gold coming up on this podcast. Uh, we ought to talk about some stuff that we've watched recently. I've been watching a brilliant BBC4 documentary called Punk Britannia. I'm not yeah. a huge punk music fan, but I'm a big no. music documentary fan. No, it's true. I'm a big music documentary fan, and this has been a brilliant series. Uh, going all the way from sort of pre-punk through the pub rock scene, through to the, the Sex Pistols and the Clash and the Damned. And the last show is this Friday night on BBC4 at, uh, I think it's about 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Am I wrong to say 
that something yeah. like Punk Britannia has BBC Two or B or Channel Four written all over it. I don't well, necessarily think of BBC Four when I think of of Punk Britannia. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this isn't a repeat of a BBC Two show that was on last year. Or I believe they are then going to be showing it on BBC Two soon. So because there is a whole Punk, um, there's a doc. There's a. There's like a. What was the word I'm looking for? There's a renaissance of Punk. There's a history date. What's that thing called? An anniversary. An anniversary. <laughs> God, you went a long way Listen, around to you get there. Literally, hear the cogs going in my brain. Uh, but I've been watching that, and it's been excellent. So if you're if you're a music documentary fan, I can highly recommend. I think you can still get both parts one and two uh, on the iPlayer as well. And of course, and earlier we both... on in the month we had the seventies, which is which is yes. again sort of the same thing. Do those sort of things sit well together? As far as yes. which one did you the... prefer? And... Uh, I, I probably preferred the 70s because I, I like the mix of music and culture and, and politics, whereas the Punk Britannia thing is just a pure music thing. Just to highlight as well, if you don't know this, BBC4 do kind of music-based documentaries and evenings every Friday. Uh, so if you're ever stuck in on a Friday night, I can highly recommend turning over to that. Uh, I think next Friday it's David Bowie. Uh, so if you're a Bowie fan, then I'm sure they'll put out an excellent uh, documentary and then probably some live gigs or BBC or recordings an of, on of him. Mars. Perhaps. Absolutely. Well, why not? Why not? Um, the other thing that we watched this week, we talked about it last week on the show. We talked about uh, Louis Theroux and his latest documentary that was on at the weekend. Uh, did it have a name? Was it or was it, it was just called uh, The Twilight of Porn Stars? And this was kind of like a and, not a which remake. Which made me think a, if it had Twilight in the title, that must some of them must have turned <laughs> vampire or werewolf at some point. Or there would have been a lot of excited 18-year-old girls. We'll keep it above the minimum age for that. Yeah. Um, this was a strange one. I never saw the original. And by the original, this isn't a, a, a remake. It's him going back and interviewing people he interviewed back in 1995, I seven, believe. Seven, he said. Seven, he 1997. Said he, a time where he was much paler, paler and skinnier and a little bit more... <laughs> Louis actually, somebody I noticed somebody did comment on Twitter, and it may have actually been Denise, how much he looked older then than he does now. He's obviously yes. well televisioned now. Yes. Uh, you know, he's had his he's had his tuck and his his fake tan now, so he's much more televisual. Also, um, what Louis it, has said in interviews is that he in normal life he grows a beard and he doesn't wear the glasses uh -huh. so much. So whenever he goes to make a documentary, they say shave that beard off and get your glasses on. So. I think he's changed. He's tried mm. to keep to his TV persona, but grown up a bit more. He, you say this was a revisit. He only revisited one or two people from the original. Uh, the third person yeah. had had killed themselves. Um, and was ironically called John Doe, which, if you're a fan of any CSI program, is the name you call a victim until you know their name. So the oh. irony that John Doe had killed himself must have been very confusing for everybody. Um, Obviously, the subject matter was was kind of a bit racy. You know, it was on. I think it was on ten o'clock on BBC Two. It was on Two. ten o'clock, which is which is strange for a um, for a yeah. through documentary. They put a lot of of press into it. And there it. were what was great. What the funniest bit of the show really was watching Louis's very Britishness come out whenever trying to talk about sex. Uh, and there was a couple who were, were, you know, one of the guys. It was their first scene or second scene or something, and he was trying to sort of go, "Well, do, do you fancy her? Do you, do you think afterwards you might have relations? Uh, may you may you court her? You know." And it was just so weird watching this, this very British, prim and proper man, and probably with half a mind on Ofcom, um, <laughs> and what yeah. he can't say on live, to, what he can't say on television, just fumbling his way through a conversation with that, two half naked did, people. They did get away with an awful lot, and probably. Yeah. 
if it was on, if it was doing this for Channel Four, they would have got away with an awful lot more, perhaps. Yeah, probably. But you don't need that, you know. You you don't need it. It's not what I tuned into Louis through for. To be honest, if this had been anybody else on the subject, I wouldn't have watched it, and I can say that with my hand mm. on heart. It was only because Louis Theroux's name was attached, and I've always enjoyed his uh, work that I watched it. I won't watch it again, whereas I might watch the uh, latest ones on autism and dementia again uh, yeah. at some point. But this one, perhaps the subject matter just wasn't one of the best the, the strange thing was it, one of the characters that, that they contacted was a guy who was currently a well quite well known porn actor and had made a lot of films but yet was complaining about the fact that he can't find love and you know how strange he can't find love in an industry all about this and you kind of like the documentary was trying to make you feel sorry for him but you just couldn't because the guy had no personality and it, it, you you couldn't feel that same empathy with him that you could with the other characters that Louis has portrayed over the and spoken to over the years. You know, he didn't seem damaged. He just seemed a bit sad. Also, I didn't. I think I feel I feel that this suffered from lack yeah. of a beginning, middle, and an end. I don't. I don't think. Yes. Yeah, I there think... wasn't really. Had he started off by investigating the death of John Doe and then moved right through and finished up by finding out what happened then I could say, you know, and if he'd gone to these various places, say, well, you used to work with him, you know, what was your memories of him? But no, he just scrambled these stories together, didn't he, of people that he'd met or people that were involved in, in, in the programme in 1997 in some way. And the, the English, I don't know what they'd be called, but the two English people that worked in LA sort of running the porn industry, I didn't like them, I wanted them off the screen as quickly as possible uh, Yeah, that awful woman in the, in the, in the, in the office, yeah. who detested who just seemed like any kind of like she reminded me of the worst type of person working in, a, in an unemployment office who yeah. hates people without jobs which is my experience of when I went to go and see when I was unemployed one time, I, I, the woman I went to go and see seemed to detest anyone who didn't have a job, and I'm thinking, well that's your job to kind of help people, you don't seem very helpful, she detested pornography and, and seemed to almost despise the people that she had to deal with which kind of made me think why the hell are you doing it there must be other jobs out there but hey with only 10 minutes to go i don't really feel we want to get too much into the psyche not we're not, not leaving time for our sooty and sweep conversation <laughs> uh, which i know they are not adult did. toys by the way i don't want to <laughs> yes sorry yeah I that is not I a segue should I not have put a sort of da, 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 da in the middle of it, really, just so that you know that there was a distinct gap? <laughs> that, that was not a good segue. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, some other little bit before we move on and get some of your responses on Twitter, uh, yeah. if we have any. Um, some other stuff that uh, is going to be coming up. Obviously, that was the last ever episode of Desperate Housewives just recently, and a uh, friend of the show, Denise, has written a lovely article on Vulture Hound. No, she hasn't. No, She's written she it on... has not. That She's be... written... I've, I, met, I asked her, but she said, no, I'm writing it for Custard TV that, blog. That um, would be treason of some kind. Be treason. Um, That's a hanging... The... The thing is, with, with uh, Desperate Housewives, it's another example of one of these American shows that did so well and mm. was so loved by the audience initially that it dragged on for so long. Um, and I think somebody's trying to uh, Skype in, actually, Gary. Um, oh. I don't know who this is. but it says, What, to you? Yes. 
That's odd, isn't they're, it? They're not Skyping into me. So um, what what I can tell you is that uh, one of the things that happened was that um, just recently, before the uh, before the end of the program, one of the cast members unfortunately passed away. Uh, an actress called uh, Delora. No, she's not called that. She was called something else. Gosh, I've, I've got her stage name, uh, and I believe it was Catherine Justin. No, it's not even that. Gosh. I can't even find it. I'm not even sure that actually at the precise moment that I'm actually broadcasting uh, because Luke is taking another call. So no, it I'm not. Be I'm here, I'm here my voice. and I love you as much as I did a minute ago. Yeah, you say that. Um, the actress who played Dolores Landingham in the West Wing and was in Desperate Housewife passed away on the Friday. So she did, yeah. uh, a bit of a fitting tribute. I'm afraid I can't get her name. Can I just say not... to that person that was trying to Skype in, if you want to interact with the show, the, the uh, Skype address is... Custard TV Live. If you add them, then add that, then Gary can organise for you to be part of it. Luke, Luke can't multitask as well it, as I it can. Dragged on for too long, Desperate Housewives. And Denise very eloquently put in her in her yeah. review and her summarising of it that it, it was just one of those things that didn't end well, as quite often American shows don't, just because they've gone on for so long. And um, yeah. I never really, I mean, it, even when the initial started, I kind of thought this wasn't a show for me. When you look at the outline, it, it does look like a, a, a female show. No, no sort of like sexism involved. It looked like a show for women. And I know that the first series was, was highly lauded and, and got a lot, of, lot of, um, a lot of awards and a lot of critical praise. But I've never really felt like I wanted to go back and watch it. Uh, but yet you love your Sex of the City box set, so it makes no well, sense at all. Or don't. I had to buy them for my sister off eBay. I felt dirty. Sure, yeah, did. Um, also, uh, some upcoming shows that we're going to talk about. Um, tomorrow night, indeed, uh, being Wednesday, the 13th of June, you can watch Borgen from the beginning. This was the Danish political drama that was on BBC4 earlier in the year uh, and recently won a BAFTA. Uh, if you don't like subtitles, you probably won't like this. And if you don't like political programmes, well, give it a go anyway. Uh, it stars uh, a lot of Danish people whose names I cannot pronounce. And it begins at 9pm. You're not good uh, with I, the foreign people. I'm not, not good with the foreign names. <laughs> I give it a go, but then I end up offending more than I started with. Yeah, uh, It would be great if we could get some of your feedback on what you thought about Borgen. It was a very well-received show, critically and commercially. Uh, and I believe it should be watched by more people than, 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 than have currently done so. It's one of these things that gets a lot of talk on Twitter. But when, you, when I ask people, when I ask people at work the next day, oh, did you watch Borgen? No one ever says yes. Well, I think people might say more about the people having a bourbon. They, people think you're, what, you're giving a bourbon biscuit. They're like, what, what's he on about? Did he just stare they at the biscuit tin for an hour? Quite, he did look quite disappointed when I say bourbon, and then no one replies. <laughs> uh, some other things to look out in the next few weeks. Um, it's really time to start looking out for some of these smaller channels. We talked about what else you can do whilst the, uh, the football's on. Yeah. Uh, and you can go and have a look at some of these cable channels. A couple of new shows. On the Universal Channel, recently started this Sunday, is Royal Pains, its third series. A very light medical drama um, with uh, stars not too many people you would have heard of. People you might recognise who've been in bit parts in other shows. And it's about a brother who gets struck off uh, from a, a very high-paid job uh, in Harvard at a, at a medical place, uh, Princeton in, in America, and has to go and work as a concierge doctor uh, in the Hamptons, which is where all the Americans go on their holidays if they're very, very rich. It's very light, it's very good, uh, and well worth a watch. Also coming up is they're going to be showing the American remake of Prime Suspect, which unfortunately got canned in its first series in America. Da, 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 da. 
da, 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 da. In fact, I have a feeling that I don't think it showed even got past four or five episodes in America, did it, Prime it didn't, Suspect? No, and I can completely understand why. I know exactly what they were trying to do with Prime Suspect, which is take an idea that works so brilliantly for ITV. Yeah. But the thing was that Prime Suspect actually rated really well in the States originally on a, on a public channel. You can buy all the original DVDs, and it was, it was received really well, which is really rare for a British TV series to break through. A lot of people were already aware of Prime Suspect, and a lot of people tune, must have tuned into this and gone, how is this Prime Suspect? Why have they made this what, Prime Suspect? What's a shame is I remember watching the video at the upfronts last year, and it actually looked like they'd taken the show and done something with it, whereas they turned it into what was originally the issue of Prime Suspect, of a, a strong female character inside a male-dominated in, you know, industry like policing in Boston. And they managed to make something of it in the promos, but obviously it didn't work when it came to screen. Two other quick shows. Uh, Republic of Door returns for its second or third series on Alibi. Uh, it's about a father-son private investigators. Uh, and this series also features quite a lot of the gladiator bloke. Wolf. Well, no, not Wolf. Oh. Uh, or Jet. Or Hunter. Uh, Russell Crowe is in this series, uh, I think, as a recurring character. I'm not quite sure. Also, coming uh, up in about two weeks' time, uh, if, you, if you're in the business like I sort of am then you'll know this is TV Week 24. Uh, we're on the 24th week of TV, and in TV Week 26, you can look forward... So that's two weeks ahead. I've done the maths there for you. Don't worry. Well, well done. Yep, yep, yep. Um, two weeks ahead, you've got a brand-new BBC Two drama called The Line of Duty, starring Lenny James. It's a psychological police uh, corruption thriller that's really well done. Um, was it, I think I, I'll do a little bit of a graph for you on this while I've still got some time. Liked it okay. to start with then got really confused, then liked it again, then confused, then really liked it. So if you want a bit so of it, a... It's the will-I-am of television programmes, then. It really is, except it, <laughs> at no point does it carry the Olympic torch through the police station. Or sing, or sing with Stevie Wonder. Um, we're I coming don't know, I only saw episode Wonder. one, so I can't oh, say right, for oh, okay. definite. You can't say for definite, neither of those things. Also coming up, I think in week 27, there you are, I've done the math, oh. uh, the return of a very popular TV show for America called Falling Skies, showing very close to the release date of, uh, of the American version on the FX channel over here. I very, very, very much recommend it. If you're a fan of science fiction, it's about the only science fiction show left on television, which is a big shame, unless you count The Walking Dead. As uh, the seconds have... drift by, I want to yes. you to mention iTunes again, if you would. Okay, so we're now on iTunes, so this show will hopefully upload itself to iTunes. Ooh. Laziness! So you will be... Hey, technology, eh? So you'll be able to uh, download this show if you've missed any of it. Bad person. Uh, and you'll be able to listen back any time during the week. And please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you have the inclination to do so. Uh, did we get any, any Twitters back? I didn't get much, I'm afraid. No, I didn't either, Everybody, but I, I've obviously got how... a lot more Polish viewers than, than, than Polish followers than I thought. Well, They're all watching seconds. the football. So I say, it's ten uh, seconds. Yeah, let's say what five now. Take care. Back next week from from eight. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.